math leads to a shocking eviction. Good evening, everyone. I'm TJ Perry Moonvez, and welcome to Big Brother Coaches Edition. While hanging by the pool, Mike the Mullet from Stillwater realized there was one less house guest than the count I had given after the last eviction. After a thorough search of the house, the group was stunned to find Paul in the corner of a bat bedroom sleeping. No one knew he was even in the house. Not wanting any more blood on his hands after a third HOH win, Nick quickly made Paul his target and the other house guests followed suit and voted Paul out. Tonight, another house guest will be sent packing. But first, after producers tried waking Paul and asking him to leave, authorities had to be brought in to remove the feisty badger. Live from the Palace on the Prairie, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show 2022 Top 25 Countdown brought to you by criminal defense attorney Carter Jennings. Get the defense you deserve with Carter Jennings Law. 405-659-7221 or visit carterjenningslaw.com. Now with today's team, here's the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Wow, what a turn of events. So you're telling me Paul Christ was in the house... Nobody even knew he was Nobody there because he was sleeping, <laughs> been and sleeping he was the whole time. so completely uninvolved with the rest of the goings on. And then when they found him, they were like, "Listen, dude, you got to get up on out of here." That's basically what happened on last night's episode. And it was Mike Mike Gundy that figured this out. He was doing a head yeah, count. Yeah, doing like, a head a count. Second. Said, "Wait a minute, we're short one." Yeah, that is true. Like, um, if I hadn't just said his name and I said, "Who's the head coach at Wisconsin?" <laughs> it would take you a second. <laughs> That's why I was like, and when I when I uh, when I was going over, and I'm like, he just seems like a dude that would lay around in the house and sleep and not get involved with anything. I agree. Okay, uh, what are you are you feeling like doing uh, fight songs today? I'm or good no, either TJ? way, whichever, whichever way you want. It's Friday. Let's do some fight songs, Teach. Okay, let's we'll rifle through them here. Twenty five was Nebraska. Twenty five. New quarterback Casey Thompson will face the Sooners in Week Three for OU. Twenty four. Teach. Kansas State, the first Big 12 team on the countdown, came in at number 24. They've got Nebraska's old quarterback, Adrian Martinez, now. 23, please, Teach. Jackson Dart used to be at the ranch in Norman. Now he's in Oxford, Mississippi. He's the new quarterback, maybe? Barback For at Lane the Kiffin and Ole Miss. 22, Teach. Arkansas was our 22nd-ranked team. Razorbacks, a breakout year last year. Can they double down? 21 a week ago today. Good old Rocky Top came in at 21. The Tennessee Volunteers. Josh Heupel, a very good year one in Knoxville. We'll see what he can do this year. Hopefully talking to their play-by-play guy, Bob Kessling, in the 8 o'clock hour today. 20. Kentucky's Wildcats continued the run of SEC teams at number 20 on the countdown on Monday could they upset the apple cart in the SEC East? 19. Ah, oh, here you go. This is where Lincoln landed. The USC Trojans come in at number 19. Caleb Williams at quarterback. Ratings for USC games in the state of Oklahoma are going to be off the charts this year, TJ. 18. Back-to-back bad guys. Texas comes in at 18. The Longhorns got Quinn Ewers from Ohio State. They believe that could be the secret ingredient this year that gets them back to the top. They get Alabama in week I'm two. I'm going to tell you right now, Texas beats Alabama. And then yesterday, 17. Paul Christ and the Wisconsin Badgers were our 17th ranked team 
The T-Row in the morning show, Top 25 College Football. And Matt LaPay, voice of the Badgers, joined us on yesterday's show. Which brings us to today. Brought to you by the Carter Jennings Law Firm. The number 16 ranked team in the T-Row in the morning show, Top 25 College Football Countdown is... This is the fight song of the Oregon Ducks, TJ. No newcomer to the countdown. Sooners beat Oregon in the Alamo Bowl last year. With Bob Stoops as head coach. What a night that was. I locked my keys in the car that night, TJ. That's right, yeah. All right, this is a hard team to figure out. Let's lay the groundwork here. Oregon um, beat Ohio State last year, then lost to Utah in the Pac-12 championship game, then lost to Oklahoma in the Alamo Bowl. They were a 10-win team last year. They went 10-4. and Mario Cristobal left to go to Miami. And they go bring in Dan Lanning as their new head coach. Dan Lanning, TJ, as you probably don't remember, heavily rumored as a candidate for the OU job. What? When it was open. Georgia defensive coordinator. We'll get to Georgia in a second. So Dan Lanning's the new guy now in Oregon. Quarterback play was very uneven last year. In fact, we saw it first hand in the Alamo Bowl. Anthony Brown threw it to the Sooners a couple of times. He's gone. The good news slash bad news is they bring in Bo Nix from Auburn. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Bo Nix, only five letters in his name, had a an up-and-down roller coaster of a career at Auburn. He made spectacular plays. And he also made terrible plays. Uh, don't know that he's going to be the quarterback for sure. He's got a battle on his hands with former five-star recruit Ty Thompson. And they got another young freshman they like a lot as well, but Jay Butterfield. But most people seem to believe that Bo Nix is going to win that job. He does bring experience. And obviously there's at least some form of familiarity there for Dan Lanning because they saw each other in the SEC. Uh, this is a weird Oregon team, though, because offensively, eh, they got their whole O-line back. That's great, but they lost Travis Dye. He transferred to USC. Uh, they lost C.J. Verdell to the NFL draft. They're not sure who the ball carrier is going to be. Byron Car- Cardwell, Sean Dollars. Uh, they're very young at pass catcher. Got some talent there, but nobody with a ton of experience. Troy Franklin Chris Hudson. So we're so used to Oregon being stacked at the skill positions and not very good defensively. Uh, They're kind of a big question mark at the skill positions offensively this year. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, all up in the air going into fall camp as to who's going to play and who's going to be the major contributors for them. They're defensively, They got Dan Lanning now as their head coach, and they are expected to be a very good defensive team. They've got a ton of talent back, except for Kayvon Thibodeau. That's a big loss. All right, Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, explosive edge rusher for them who went very high in the NFL draft. He's gone. But almost the rest of their front seven is back, and they are good. Noah Sewell at linebacker, Panay Sewell's brother, Great. Justin Flo, the former five-star linebacker, he's back this year. They're going to be really good up front. 
They lost some guys in the secondary, but they also reloaded pretty well thanks to the transfer portal. They brought in Christian Gonzalez from Colorado. So big picture here, it's a weird Oregon team, and maybe this is the direction Oregon's going in. For so many years, they've been dynamic offensively, not very good defensively. Now it looks like they've hired a defensive-minded head coach. The defense is going to be the better side of the ball for them this year, it looks like. And offensively, just don't know. A lot of question marks there. But they play in the Pac-12, Teach. So can a good defensive team, a tough SEC-minded defensive team, I'm saying they have SEC talent, but that kind of a mindset, what impact does it have in a Pac-12 conference that is notoriously soft? That's the ver- that's the unknown here. Eventually, I think Dan Lanning's going to have a lot of success at Oregon. Does he have it in year one? I don't know. They start right out of the gates with Georgia. <laughs> they get Georgia, the defending national champions in Atlanta in week one. Uh, that's going to be a loss, but that'll be a fun game to watch. Then Eastern Washington, BYU, Washington State, three straight wins there. Stanford, they get them in Eugene. That should be a win. Arizona, they should beat them. UCLA, they get them in Eugene. They should beat them. Cal, they should beat them. Colorado, they got to go to Boulder. That'll be tough. Washington should be a win in Eugene. Utah will be tough, even though they play them at Austin Stadium. Oregon State, they got to go play them in Corvallis. That's the Civil War. That's always tough. And a potential Pac-12 championship game. So, I mean, I think there's... Somewhere between two to four losses on this schedule. But it could be that a tough defensive team really shakes up the Pac-12 this year. It could be that they just don't have enough offensive talent to put points on the board. First-year head coach. Really tough team to figure out for me, TJ, exactly how good Oregon's going to be right out of the blocks. I'm putting them at 16 too high, too low, or just right? Too high. You're, you're too high on Oregon this year, as high as I am. You are too high. Um, don't know if I believe in Lanning yet as a head coach. I think he's an incredible coordinator. It may be his role that he ends up finding out that's where he fits in football. He's got to prove to me he can be a head coach. You're too high on Oregon because you said the name Bo Nix. <laughs> I did. I and did. I do not believe in Bo Nix any further than I can throw him. Only he got will, five letters in his name. He will do something at some point to screw up many games this year for the Oregon Ducks and probably be replaced at some point. So I'm going to say you've got him too high. I think you might be right. If Lanning works out and he is a head coach, it will click on that side of the ball. But I don't know if he can do it in year one to make the difference. I think this is going to be a, a really – a lot of growing pains this year for the Oregon Ducks, and we'll see where Lanning's at in two to three years as a head coach. But you've got him too high in this countdown, in my opinion. By the way, you did not hear me say USC in there. They do not play do USC not. Not. in the yeah. regular season. Uh, if Lanning and Riley meet this year, it will have to be in a Pac-12 championship game. So, All right. I say 16. TJ says too high. The Oregon Ducks land at number 16 in our countdown. We'll be back. 